Time to kick ass and shoe bubble gum. I'm all out of ass. Welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. I just hit the shit out of my mic. My name is Dolph, <laughs> and joining me this week, we're off to a great start already, gentlemen. Joining me this week are my good buddies, the brothers of destruction themselves, Turtle Bear Man himself, Nate. I guess I'm Ice Brand Studios, then Willie. What's going on, dogs? Boom, son. And this week, well, we took on some aliens. That's not really Duke Nukem's voice, but we played Duke Nukem. But uh, before we get to that shit show, um, I was on YouTube earlier today. And by earlier today, I made about half an hour ago. And I was watching uh, a Hot Ones episode that came out a few days ago. And it was Elijah Wood. Nice. And I don't know if you guys like Elijah Wood or not. I think he's one of the most like down-to-earth, entertaining dudes in the industry. And uh, Is that a short joke? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, damn, that just made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> Uh, that's a good joke, buddy. Good joke. Um, he is just super chill, like super chill. So I, I even I think I shared the link with you guys. I'll tell everybody here if you want to go watch this Hot Ones episode with Elijah Wood. Um, it's one of the best Hot Ones episodes I've seen, and it re- it's a fun show. Really made me want to watch Lord of the Rings again because he was talking about some camera magic that they did in Lord of the Rings. That was really cool um, as far as perspective shots to make Gandalf look bigger than them. And I, I don't want to get into it because I want you to go watch it, like listen to him. He's way more charismatic, about, I'm sure, than telling about it than me. But it's it's really it was a cool it was a cool episode, um, which made me. St- I've heard some wild stuff about how they did the perspective shots in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then apparently when they did uh, the Hobbit movies, they completely didn't use any of those cool inventive ideas, and that's one of the reasons they kind of look a lot chintzier. You know. I haven't seen any of the Hobbit movies other than I was in Walmart and my first experience seeing one of those TVs that is so clear, like I'm talking like four, I guess it's 4k, just high def major. Just, I was like looking at this flowing river and I was like, wow, that looks incredible. And then all of a sudden I see these hairy feet and then it pops up and it's a bunch of hobbits. And I was like, Oh shit, this must be the Hobbit. The Hobbit. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. That movie looked cool. I will say something about Lord of the Rings that everybody's going to crucify me for, but I've read the Lord of the Rings books. Mm-hmm. They are fantastic. I really enjoyed them. Very long-winded and takes a while to get to where they're going, but, you know, it's an enjoyable read. I don't know how, but Peter Jackson found a way to make that long, kind of arduous, boring parts of the story take even longer in a three-hour movie three times. <laughs> how did you do that, Peter Jackson? Your movies are awful. <laughs> And that's that's not the director's cuts. The director's cuts are each like four or four and a half hours a piece. 
Yeah, you're talking the theatrical ones, the original originals. <laughs> Good God. I'm not here for it, man. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I tried. I, I made it through the um, first one, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> my my favorite Elijah Wood character is actually not Frodo. It's the uh, psycho motherfucker that he plays in Sin City. Like he, I thought he played that. It's real quick. It's not a major character or anything, but the way he played those scenes was just fire. Hey, Elijah Wood's a cool dude. He's like a definitely an enjoyable actor, but I just couldn't get into Lord of the Rings movies. But it, it led me down this path like- of like, did Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe ever do anything together? So I started doing some Googling, and it brought me to this article where they were talking about how they would love to work together. They just never have had the chance, but people often get them confused with each other. Oh. So I have this paragraph that I quoted because it made me giggle. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, listening think it's funny as well. Uh, it was Daniel Radcliffe saying, yeah, I've signed a picture of Elijah Wood. He's like, and I think we've both said in interviews that we would love to play each other in films of our lives. Um, but I was on the red carpet in Japan and this Japanese man gave me a picture of Elijah. And I knew I wasn't going to get past the language barrier to explain. So I just wrote... I am not Elijah Wood, signed Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, man. Brilliant. That's really good stuff. Like, I, I love it when people like that can have a sense of humor about it because just like, it's an understandable mistake, honestly. They do have some similarities. And then them just both being able to play off of it and think it's funny themselves. That's just a testament to the personality, you know? Yeah, it makes me like them both more personally. I would love to see them show up in like a Jay and Silent Bob movie. Like, so. <laughs> like sometimes when the actors like when they did in a uh, strike back where like it was um uh the pie fucker and i hate to call him that because he gets mad in the movie because everybody knows him as the pie fucker from american pie uh jason biggs and then dawson's creek guy um whatever james vanderbeek yes james vanderbeek they played themselves playing jay and silent bob and i just think it would be really funny to see like daniel radcliffe and elijah wood but they're playing each other like, I don't know. That's... Oh, that yeah, that would actually be pretty fun. <laughs> um, but they asked something to Elijah that I would then like to ask you guys. What game or games do you think would lend themselves to being a movie or TV series? Also, fun fact, Elijah Wood is the voice of Spyro. Um, huh. I didn't know that. I did not either until I watched that and I was like, oh shit. Like Spyro <laughs> the Dragon? Yeah, Spyro the Dragon. He's the voice of Spyro the Dragon. I guess that makes sense. I did just recently play through the first game of that, and wow, that's a pretty cool fact. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, as far as a game being made into a movie or TV series, like, and obviously one to me would have been Castlevania, but that's already got a successful anime, mm-hmm. and then Sonic the Hedgehog already has a successful movie franchise that's continuing to build, which makes me super happy. I'm trying to think if there's any other like big iconic series like that that I'm a big fan of that I'd like to see made into movies. I think that there are some like obviously something like a Far Cry that takes more reality based inspiration anyway that would make a good TV series. But oh, real, real quick. oh, TV series is a good point. That would make an HBO miniseries from hell. Absolutely, dude. I, I agree. There is a Far Cry movie. Um, it was done by Ubol. And I do not recommend oh, anyone no, watch it. Count. Yeah, <laughs> Uwe Boll doesn't count. Uwe Boll does not count. <laughs> okay, but one time he kicked Low Tax's ass, and that's cool. But aside from that, like, yeah, that, yeah, that's the that, that, yeah. So wipe that. I agree. The Far Cry could be a cool, especially if they based it off Far Cry Five. That's just me personally. Um, I uh, was thinking like Metroid could be cool. Um, 
if they, I mean, the best Metroid movie would basically be Alien, though, right? Yeah, yeah. If you get, but it's kind of like Ridley you want to make suit. a really good Doom movie. You know what your good Doom movie would be? Aliens. <laughs> That's <laughs> you mean or not Event the one Horizon? With Carl Urban and Rock Johnson. Well, you we, know, I, I mean, call, at least I call that, him Rock Johnson. That is a weird way to refer to Dwayne Johnson, aka it's Rock, the Rock. <laughs> it's Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> that's what started me down the the fucking rabbit hole that found the uh, the Elijah Wood Hot Ones thing was the in Tadpog Discord. Shout out Tadpog Island Day Play Old Games. Uh, somebody shared something about the Fast and Furious movie where. The Rock and Vin Diesel did a scene. They were in one scene together, and they didn't film that scene together. They filmed it separately because they both refused to work with one another. Huh. Um, and well, too much testosterone. If you put those two dudes in the same room, I mean, well, but, well, though, I can't imagine it being hard to get along with. Oh no, I'm not Johnson. saying to get along with. I'm, I'm saying, saying that it all has to fall on Vin Diesel. Like that's I'm the saying, only way I can see it. I'm saying I think it would cause a chemical reaction through the air that might, like, kill or impregnate everyone in the area. <laughs> well, apparently, like, they did some camera trickery in this scene to make Vin Diesel look as big as The Rock. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> just, there's, like, a foot difference, and just, The Rock is jacked. That motherfucker got out of wrestling and decided to become Brock Lesnar size. Like, he's <laughs> fucking huge. I have one. I have one. I don't think it's the best idea. I think it could be a terrible movie. I think 90% of the time it would be a terrible movie. But if they nailed it, they would nail it. And that is making a kind of PG-13 psychological animated CGI film based on Echo the Dolphin. What? (laughs) Echo the Dolphin goes some weird places, dude. Like, I seriously think that if you did that movie with a sense of isolation and loneliness and strangeness that those games have in them you could actually create like a movie that's unlike anything you'd ever seen before i also just thought of one that i think would be really good but i do like that a lot i want to say real quick that i've never gotten past first level on echo the dolphin i always just swam up and it's, down and most people don't it's it's a weird and rough game it's hard to control hard to get into but like it has a lot of ambiance it's cool and weird Dave, what was your idea so this might be a little bit more obvious for <clears throat> but i could just imagine this would have to be rated R, but a Metal Gear Solid movie. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And le- I almost feel like making Metal Gear Solid a movie is cheating, because Metal Gear Solid is like the video game that thinks... Oh, no, Hideo Kojima just wants to make movies anyway. Well, that's what I was going to say, but, is let yeah. Kojima do it. Let, yes. let yeah, ab- oh, yeah, absolutely. Movie, and then it would be fun. Just give, give Kojima a $200 million budget and pick of the litter of anyone he wants in Hollywood he can get with that money drafting him. Yeah. And, and- I'm really scared about casting choices for Snake, though. <laughs> Oh man! You want uh, the you want you want the guy that played Snake Plissken? What's, what's that oh guy? man! Oh, Russ Russell Russell Pro, not Russell Pro. Uh, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, eight eighties. Yes, Kurt Russell, 80s thank, action you. Guy. thank you. Yeah, um, I yeah. think he's too old now. Unless you're doing Old Man Snake, but you could do. The, yeah, I was gonna say you could do the cover of Metal Gear. Oh, I got Metal Gear Four laying around here somewhere. It's this Snake, man. Yeah, old Man Snake. <laughs> um. That could be cool. I I would like to see it be animated, and I say that uh, that way you could have David Hayter do Snake. Yeah, yeah, that's it it's is hard, hard to, say to get no off to the David voice, Hader, isn't it? Because like yeah. he's got the best Snake voice, and like I used to be able to do Snake better, uh, but um, I fucking love Metal Gear, so that's a great that's a great idea. Uh, God, I, I think we could go on with this for a while because now I'm just thinking of like even like unlikely games like man why not make a movie of like 
the weird season everyone did, like, of NHL 94, where they took, like, Hartford Whalers and made them the world champions or something, you know? Like, get silly with... I guess that would basically be kind of like Hockey Major League, wouldn't it? It's like Mighty Ducks, my dude. <laughs> well, I was thinking of grown-ass adults, but, you, you can know. do, like, a... It, actually, it, it would be funnier if it was just, like, the kids... Oh, man. An unlicensed sports game like Baseball Stars and the characters are just playing against actual Major League teams, but it's just the kids and his friends he named him after. You know what could be cool if they did it as a series and each episode was based on a different character would be Soul Calibur. Oh, because how yeah. all those stories link back to that them all chasing that sword that Nightmare has. Could be cool. I think fighting games are a rich genre in the first place. I almost said Fatal Fury, and then I realized they made animated movies, and that pretty much counts. Yeah, but fighting games do not have the best track record. <laughs> yeah, I haven't well, seen the new I Mortal mean, Kombat, but I'd like to because I'm I'm all, I'm in for over me, the top violence. Show someone showed me basically what he considered to be the scenes worth watching in that movie, and I agree that the scenes worth watching were worth watching. Basically, any fight scene that Sub Zero's involved in is pretty cool. Like I heard people that wasn't meant to be that fun. were shitting on uh, some of the video game jokes, but like the fact that there's a scene where uh, Kung Lao just throws like four or five low kicks in a row is absolutely hilarious, <laughs> or just they just keep sweeping his leg, like or something like that. Shit's funny because that's that happens in the video games. Like they, and it's like I don't think they were out trying to make a serious Mortal Kombat movie, but that's just another that's another conversation for another day. Um, I do want to touch on this really 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 quickly. Uh, so. I think I brought this up on the episode or uh, episodes back uh, where I was having some issues with G2A where I had one of my keys from Steam revoked. Um, well, shit happened again, and this time it wasn't from G2A themselves. It was from one of the sellers that sell through G2A. What game was it, you might ask? I don't know. The one that I put uh, 60 hours into over the past few months? Uh, fucking Pathfinder Kingmaker. Like, of all the games, Brutal. that's the one that gets flagged. Um, Steam tells me that, like, sorry, we're this never got paid for, so we're taking it from your account. Take it up with whatever third-party seller you got it from. God damn it. So I emailed G2A about it. They told me that they allow other sellers to sell on their site, so I needed to contact the seller. But they had a way that I could do that, so they gave me a link, so I went through there. I contacted the seller. I left a negative review on the seller stating exactly what had went down. Um, I went full Karen. Full Karen. Um, Got to. You got to, man. What can you do? Got to get your game. The seller responds to me. The first thing he does is he sends me a request for me to change my uh, review. Second thing he does is tells me that it's been longer than 180 days, so he doesn't have to give me a refund. That if I want a refund or anything like that, then I need to contact the seller group that he was selling through. God. And he told me to talk to G2A. So. What's he mean it's been more than 180 days? If the idea is that it's a code that was stolen and never paid for in the first place, there's not a 180-day statute of limitation for stealing shit. I don't know, but I, I took pictures of what he said and then the, the proof of that I had done their conversation thing and then I emailed G2A back and I sent them that and I was like, so this was his response. So I was like, y'all can either fix this or I'm taking my G2A plus membership away from you and y'all can fuck off. I'm not coming back. And the person was like, oh, well, we'll take care of this immediately, yada, yada. I'm, I'm patching you, or not patching, like we're on the phone, but she's like, I'm sending your email to another branch of the company or whatever, and they're going to handle this for you. I was like, 
All right, so now I'm just waiting for that. At this point, I'm not going to use them anymore anyway. Like, I'm really yeah. annoyed with it because yeah. even if it's not the company's fault, it's like they need to monitor the people selling through them more because that's yeah. bullshit. Like, because I, I, I foresee myself being just out eleven ninety nine because I'm sure they're not going to give me money. They're going to be like, well, here's some loot points to go roll a case with. And, like, that's cool. I might end up with some games to be able to give away on the show or something, but th- I can't promise they're going to be good because there are a lot of co- <laughs> common games on Steam. I, I don't know. For what it sounds like, you can't promise they're not stolen codes that'll be taken away right? once people get into the game you that give them. Too. Luckily, like, all the codes that I have to I give don't away, know. I have a list of codes of games that I own doubles of, and uh, all of those have come from hum- Humble Bundle and Fanatical, which I am yeah, only going to use for Humble now. Bundle. Yeah, Humble Bundle, 100% reputable. Never heard a bad thing. I'm new to Fanatical, but I'd, unlike G2A, which before you told me about them, I'd already heard some negative stuff. Uh, Fanatical seems to be clean. I, I don't know much about them, but I feel like they're kind well, of analogous to Humble Bundle. I was going to say, they're, yeah. they're pretty much the other Humble Bundle. Like, there's those guys, and then I think itch.io, and those are like the three bundle sites. Itch is cool. Itch is absolutely cool. Itch, 100% yeah. is cool. Like, they're best known for being, like, the easiest people for indie developers to work with. Like, and they really are big on the name-their-own-price stuff, too, which, uh, as someone who is an aspiring indie game developer, I really appreciate. But, uh, but yeah, just just to put a bow on that, uh, G2A can eat my entire asshole. Lick my So arsh. you still have no resolution on this matter? Um, no, but you know what? I'm going to pop into my email real quick, and I'll tell you. No, I do not. I still have no resolution on this matter as of right now. So That's so frustrating. I'd be so upset, honestly. Especially because you've just been, like, on the last few episodes of the podcast talking about how much you've loved playing that game. So, this is, okay, so, this has been the last week. Everything's been going really good lately, right? Everything's been going really good. And the person that I am, I'm like, there's a crash coming. I know there is. There always is. Every time anything's going good, something bad's going to happen. So, last week, I get a message from Nick. Tells me, hey, man. Uh, due to d- distribution of funds, um, we don't need you to come in this week. And he goes, and I'm actually really pissed off about it, but this is coming from the boss. So I didn't work last week, Oof. which is what prompted me to finish the album and put it out because I was like, I've been holding on to this thing. I might as well just throw it out there. So I feel like I'm doing something productive, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So when I went in to get my, I had left my ID, I'd signed my uh, W-4 and all of that shit, and I fucking went to go get my ID today, and I asked them, I was like, am I working this week? And they're like, yeah, as far as I know, last week was the only week, because he said, if it changes, I'll let you know tomorrow. So that was that. Um, Then this key gets revoked, okay? And then there's a girl who I subscribe to her OnlyFans, and she used to be my neighbor, so like... I really don't look at it often. I'll peek in and look at her titties every now and then. I won't lie. But, like, I kind of just throw five bucks at her, and I'm, like... Neighborly. Being nice. Because she was my childhood friend, and we're still friendly now. And I know she's, like, a single mom and stuff. So I'm like, dude, just take my five bucks. I will look at your boobs every now and then, and it'll be fine. Um, OnlyFans charged me $5, but I guess I only had, like, four or something in my account, right? So it put me in the negative. So I fixed that negative and then got a $37 charge that from the same thing that dropped me $32 in the negative. And I'm like, Oh my God, when it rains, it pours, man. 
when it rains. Yeah, it I set up my bank account so it doesn't allow overdrafts from normal transactions, but even then they still have an exception for any recurring. Yeah, thing, it's the same thing. Which is not usually a thing for me, but occasionally, like when I put in like payments on my phone or whatever, sometimes it treats it as a recurring payment and the timing gets a little fucky wucky and then it kind of causes problems. So I don't, I mean, the thing is usually if you put the money back in, the bank's usually pretty good about being, if, if you haven't had a lot of overdraft fees, they'll usually be like, hey, you know, we understand, uh, just don't do it again. Yeah. So like ask them if you can get it reversed. Uh, they, they, they're usually good about it if you have like less than three in the last two years. Well, luckily, like I was able to, I was able to put more money in there to like make it not negative, but. Yeah, but I mean, you can get, you could probably get the 36 bucks back too is what fuck, I'm saying. Fuck, I hope so. I'm going to, I'll look into that. Cause I need all I need all I can get to, these days. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tell tell them basically what you just said. If they have a good customer service, you'll probably run into some lower level person that's just like, yeah, I understand. You know, it's pandemic time still. Not everyone has a steady income, and people that do don't always have steady. Incomes. Also, though, like, are the people at the bank gonna fucking believe me because it's marked as OnlyFans? They're gonna be like, oh yeah, you didn't mean to do that, huh? It's like no, really. I, I it, it it overdrafted me. They'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. All right, yeah, we'll look into this, sir. Sure, I think that just jerking your probably for titties? professionalism stake, they probably will pretend that they don't know what that is. Oh, absolutely. I've I I went on Reddit, uh, looking to see if anybody else had had this happen where this like they double charge or you know overcharged or whatever. And one of the Reddit things was somebody who worked at a bank who was telling stories of people calling in, um being like where did this charge come from and they're like oh well sir it says only fans or whatever and they're like um and it, there's a couple other here and they'll try to lump it in with a few others and usually the people are like oh all right <laughs> or like they'll say that there's a fraudulent charge <coughs> from a porn site and they'll be like all right well then if it's a fraudulent charge then we'll send you a new card it'll be there between you know seven to 14 days and they're like oh well i, I don't need a new card or anything i just need I just want that charge gone. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not shitting on what you said. I'm just saying that was what I was reading through, and it was really, it was quite an entertaining read this morning. Um, no, I'm not saying it's it's not <laughs> true. That, that is very funny stories. I'm just saying, like, if they if it is an unexpected timing of the transaction or whatever, yeah. like they usually understand that. Like, I've again, I've had like, I, I used to set up more things as automatic payments, and these days I just pay everything manually when I get the chance. And yes, I do get more late fees than I used to, but I get no overdrafts anymore, and that helps. For sure. So uh, I'd rather pay the $5 late but not disconnected fee on my phone than pay $36 to my bank for an overdraft, you know? Sir. Uh, yeah, it's, they sure make it expensive to not have money. Right. No How does that shit. make Welcome any fucking sense? It's like, oh, you don't have any money? We're going to charge you more money. You have even less money. You have more no money now. It doesn't make any sense because you could be like, if you had a million dollars in the bank and you told that bank, give me my million dollars, they'd be like, uh, 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 we, we can't do that. We can't give you all one million. It's like, why the fuck not? It's like, because all that one million doesn't exist. Let's, let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have one more story and then we can get into Duke and I'll make this one quick. Um, I was playing Ark Survival Evolved last night. Um, I decided just to install it. I was feeling uh, feeling like playing a game with dinosaurs in it. As weird as that sounds, I wanted to look at some dinos. So I inst- Dino DNA. <laughs> it came from a mosquito. As the they sucked the blood from the dinosaur and then fell into this amber. It's- dinosaur. Oh, dinosaur. <laughs> what are you doing opening that? We were saving that for a special occasion. Oh, I do believe this is it. Anyway, uh, um, so I'm running down the beach. I'm 
I'm a little higher level than like starting off. So like I had played before. So I just played my old guy. I'm like level 30 or so. Um, I think max level was 90 or 100 something along those lines. So I have my bow, my bow and arrow, and I'm running down this beach. Now, the archipelago that you are on has a lot of different biomes. So you've got your mountainous cold region. Um, you've got your beaches. You've got a swamp in the middle area. On the base map called the island, there is a hidden lake that I haven't found yet, and I would like to find it. It's completely landlocked by mountains. I want to find that because that would be a great place to build a base. But anyway, I do want to I do want to say I don't play online. I would gladly play with any listeners if you guys have ARC and want to check it, you know, play together. Um, but I don't do randoms because randoms who come in and they're like max level and they come in and just wipe your shit out, kill you and steal all your stuff. I'm not in for that. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. But if any listeners ever want to get together and build a cool shack or something, that would be that would be cool. Anyways, I'm 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 a I'm ranting about that. So I'm running down the beach with my bow and arrow, and I'm just taking out some little dodos and things like that, trying to get some meat up and everything. Well, this direction I want to go, there is a titan boa, which is a massive-ass snake. So I'm like, all right, I don't want to go that direction. So I turn to my right. Uh, I shoot at this deer a couple times. He runs off. I don't, I'm like, fuck, I'm not even going to try to chase him. I turn back to the direction of a snake. Motherfucker is beelining towards me. <laughs> and I am like, oh shit and i'm talking like i know you for visuals you guys can't see this who are listening but for you guys the thing's head is like this big around right it's a big fucking snake think anaconda on steroids and i'm like oh shit so i turn and haul ass back the way i came until it stops chasing me so then i turned around started walking back then i think they're called diplos the little spitting fuckers uh yeah, Diplodocus. Yeah, those those things that killed Newman in Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah, <laughs> um, one of those comes running at me, so I p- draw my bow, turn, go to shoot it. Before I could let that arrow out, a sarco shit. I don't remember the rest of the name, but like a prehistoric crocodile that is massive comes out of the freaking swamp water <laughs> and nails the Diplo, and just starts tossing it around and eating it. Right, and I'm like. Oh, fuck. Because this thing immediately turns and is looking at me. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. <clears throat> so, isn't nature beautiful, Gordon? So, I'm putting arrows into this thing, running around kiting it like a, any good World of Warcraft hunter. And it finally, it dies. And I'm like, oh, my God. Thank good. And I turn around. Like, I chop it up with my axe to get the meat and the pelt and stuff off of it. I turn around. What is in the river looking for fish? A Spinosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns its head towards me, and which I said, I'm going to go back the other direction and hope that snake's not there. So I turn around and start running. Um, what comes out of the grass making another beeline towards me is that big-ass titan boa. I like instinctively just ran towards it, jumped, shot it in the head with the arrow, killed it, and just kept Ooh. running because i was like i am not trying to fight a spinosaurus right now <laughs> and uh, i ended up i hauled ass across this big like this little forested area through a field came to a cliff that went down into swamp area um but i have it set to where i don't take fall damage because because i fucking felt like it <laughs> and i <laughs> I, uh, I jumped off the cliff and kind of although i do it 
realistically, I didn't jump all the way down. I kind of like tried to hop down the rocks. But just in case I slip and fall, I don't want to just like leave my shit some random place in the woods that I got to go find again. Anyway, um, I haul ass across the swamp as fast as fucking possible because I know what hides in these waters now. I get to the other side. I'm finally safe. I turn back around to look at the swamp. Fucking Allosaurus! Nothing's there. Nothing chased me. It's clear. I'm like, oh my god. Turn around to walk back in the woods. What's right fucking there? Another Titan boa. What? <laughs> Nails me. And I'm like, shit. I almost died. But I ended up, I killed it. Because this one was like 10 levels higher than the last one. Took like four or five arrows to the head. Um, but yeah, I finally killed it. And then I built like a little platform and put a bed in there. That way if I died, I'd respawn right fucking there. Because you have to build a bed and then you can respawn from where you have beds at on the map. So, Yeah. That was intense. It was like a really... And that all took place in like 20 minutes. So it was like this really intense section of gameplay. And probably 10 minutes of that was me hauling ass through the woods. Just not even looking to my left and right. Like I'd played Blair Witch. Just beeline to the end. <laughs> it sounds like Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. Oh man, the dinosaurs were running wild. It was fucking crazy. I think someone had let the T-Rex out of his pen. Like, I swore those things were going to harm me, bro. They didn't act like Barney. And... I swear. I think you're your dinner, not their friend. Oh my. Oh no. no right? God. But like, <laughs> and playing the game with these headphones on, with the surround sound, shit. Oh man, you hear the bugs. Like you can hear a dinosaur oh, step great. on a fucking shit behind you and you're like, uh-oh. I'm just going to start running. I'm not even going to look behind me. That sounds so stressful, but like a good kind of stressful. Like the come up and come down feeling like the relief, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, I did one, one real quick story, real quick story. I built a cabin on top of a big ledge where there's like a lot of rock coverage. So there's good, um, like there's not a lot of places to get in for dinosaurs and stuff. So it's pretty safe. Right. And I have these cliffs all around it where I built these ledges. Well, I have my movement speed upgraded every time I leveled up. I think it's at like 150%. So sometimes I will accidentally over move and shoot off the fucking cliff into the ocean down below. Uh, the problem with that is, I don't know if you looked real hard at those screenshots that I sent you. Uh, there are fucking megalodons Not and stuff good. like that. And there was one time I, I fell off and I fell into the water and I landed and there was like shallow waters not that far from me. So it's like I can still get away. But I looked to my right or my left, I'm sorry. And there were like, I don't know, four megalodon just swimming around out there. And then I saw one turn and start swimming towards me and the other three followed suit. And I was just like... <laughs> Oh, that is a, that is that's imminent death. So I just like swam as fast as possible over the shallow water, and then they all started doing this weird like early No Man's Sky slash Skyrim weird jank thing where they would they all went like this, and they like went to the top of the water and all their tails were sticking out, and then they all just kind of slid to the edge of the map. <laughs> uh, and for people who can't see my hand, it's their tails were like straight up into the air, their noses were like pointing almost straight down. And they kind of just glided. They weren't swimming. They were just gliding. And then they stopped. And then they backed up. And they fell back into the water. And they went back to normal. It was the strangest fucking thing I'd yeah. ever seen. That's the shark equivalent of the uh, smooth criminal dance. <laughs> <laughs> I bet one of them's name was Annie. And I'm pretty sure she wasn't okay. So, <laughs> Was Billy Jean your lover, though? I mean, there's no proof. She's just the girl that claims that I'm the one. What about the kid? Not my son. Oh, speaking of bad jokes, we played Duke Nukem this week. <laughs> hey! And so this isn't Duke Nukem 3D, the famous game that 
brought Duke Nukem in line with Doom as one of the big FPSs of its day. This is 2002's Duke Nukem The Manhattan Project. And real quick fun fact, uh, the first Duke Nukem game I ever played was on PS1 called Time to Kill. And it was a 3D uh, third-person shooter. So going back to Doom, or the I'm sorry, the original Duke Nukem 3D uh, was a fucking wild ride for me when I first first played that because I was not expecting first person. Gotcha. Uh, so, oh. was, this game's kind of interesting because this was a um, basically it came out as a budget game, and they basically were working on it while they were working on Duke Nukem Forever, which was a game that had a long development. So they even changed parts of the plot in this game in case it conflicted with what the final Duke Nukem Forever plot would be. And then Duke Nukem Forever came out nine years after this one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird when you like how long that game was in development hell. Super long. It will play it one day. It's on the list. Yep. I can't wait to pick up a turd and him be like, oh, this is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so is this game even big enough for there to be a Wikipedia entry for? So I was about to say, would you like to hear the obligatory Wikipedia bullshit, my good sirs? Of course not. Let's go. Duke Nukem Manhattan Project is a platform game developed by Sunstorm Interactive, produced by 3D Realms, and published by Arush Entertainment. It was released on Microsoft Windows on May 14th, 2002 in North America, and on June 14th, 2002 in Europe. A port of the game would be released through Xbox Live... Uh, from on Xbox 360, June 23rd, 2010, and an iOS port, January 9th, 2014. That's the end of the beginning part. And then you get why it. would they release this on iOS that long after the game was originally released? <laughs> I don't know. I think is it. I know it's called Duke Nukem Manhattan Project, but the the cover says Duke Nukem Manhattan Project Total Mutant Mayhem. So, like, is that the hmm. full name of the game? Like the they they go Fallout Boy, and then we're just like let's make this name super long. Um, yeah, Manhattan Project features the humorously chauvinistic action hero Duke Nukem. Uh, this time fighting Mech Morphix, a mad scientist who is using radioactive slime dubbed Glop, uh, gluon liquid Omega phase plasma, to metamorphose. That is not metamorphosized, but I'm going to use that metamorphos uh, creatures into deadly monsters in order to take over Manhattan Island, New York City. These enemies include metamorphic alligators, giant cockroaches, and even the pig cops from Duke Nukem 3D. Duke also faces a few enemies who are not mutants, such as Femmex, lethal whip-wielding gynoids, and levels in the game contains recognizable parts of New York City. Uh, I think that that is relative. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> like, recognizable? You know what? I, rec sure about that? I recognized the subway. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. And it looked like a subway. So, right. It's like, yeah, that's that's about it. I did not recognize any other place. I mean, because it was Manhattan, like, yeah, you're on tall buildings. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, interestingly enough, I just checked the Apple App Store, and you can still get Duke Nukem. The Manhattan Project for free on your iPhone. Oh, it's free? No shit. It is free. free. Okay. With in-app purchases, which I don't know what those With, would be, but there are in-app purchases. Oh, God, I can only imagine. I bet you can play, like, the first level or so. And it would it be might like, be something like that. probably one of those like demo that. things. Like, for what it's worth, we all played it on the PC. This game is currently really hard to obtain the PC version of legally. The rights are kind of held up in a bunch of weird stuff, and I think the only service that currently sells it is something called Zoom that no one knows what the hell it is. Wasn't that like a music 
thing that used to li- oh no that was Zune that's Zune <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so when we first announced this game we got asked by someone in um, a couple people actually asked us is this supposed to be like a throwback to Duke Nukem 1 Duke Nukem 2 the uh, the platformer games from before Duke Nukem 3D came out and kinda like when the game first does a little zoom in at the start like when it fl- flies around Duke and you start the uh, game you see a little like graffiti on the wall of the shed behind you that's like duke's sprite from the old game but after that it's basically really going for the aesthetic of the duke 3d games you have the weapons from duke 3d you know pipe bombs and shotguns and the mighty boot and things like that the enemies are like the pigmen and all that and it's all this grungy realistic cityscape with toxic concepts in it that's like you know sleazy and nasty like duke 3d was in a way that the classic duke didn't like 2D Duke. I don't know if you call it classic Duke, because at this point, Duke 3D is kind of classic too. But it's definitely, it feels like an attempt to make a 2D platformer in the world of Duke 3D. And it is, it's a budget game, and it really, really feels like it. Like, this game came out 15 years after Contra, and you're running gunning, but you haven't figured out how to aim on a goddamn diagonal, you know? Yeah, that Oh my gosh, that is such a good point. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in in Duke's defense, at least he can shoot up. Um, he can shoot straight up, unlike I was Mega, say, Man, Mega Man. Mega Man can't shoot him. up still to this day. I don't think, unless you're doing Mega Man X, and even then, I don't know. Um, but then there's some stiff platforming, and I'll speak more about that later because there's some really weird shit to happen with that. And then, oh, the stage design seemed like an afterthought. I, I will say, like Duke himself was still cheesy old Duke Nukem. Like, yeah. And honestly, like, nothing that came out of his mouth I found uh, particularly offending. But I will say uh, there are parts of this game that have not aged very well. Um, and, we, and we can yeah. get into that if you want. If not, you know, either way. Then. Yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and go into that. So, um, the first... So, strangely, Duke... I mean, occasionally a couple of Duke's jokes are really badly aged. Or, you know, like when you play a game with a quippy protagonist. The quippy protagonist is always kind of time-locked. Like, we did uh, Gex the other day, yeah. and Gex had that joke about reruns of Rhoda on TV, which was, like, the most that-year joke possible. Yeah. And, like, at this point, when you kill a mutant monster, you go, you are the mis- or, you are the missing link. Goodbye. Which is, like, that's a very 2002 joke. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I, or, like, the, reality. I, or the other white meat. Which is like the pork joke from that yeah. time too. Uh, I I put it up there with like Wang, I think is his name from Shadow Warrior. Like, like his yeah, his jokes yeah. are they just they did not age. They did, some of them didn't age well. You know what I mean? Like, and actually, Wang is a pretty good transition. Wang from Shadow Warrior did a lot of stuff that was obviously like, what if we got a lot of fourteen year old white people from the late nineties to write jokes about Asians? Yeah. So the level two is a Chinatown level, and you know for the most part it's not super offensive. It's two thousand two as hell. But, like, it, it's mostly, like, a little corny, a little eye-rolly. You get to the boss, you beat the boss, and he's like, my fortune cookie never told me about this. And then he, like, commits suicide by explosion to avoid being dishonored. And it's like, come on, guys, that's fucking lazy as hell. And then, late in the next stage, there's a billboard that has a joke that I'm not going to fully repeat, but, like... In 2002, people were saying shit like this, I guess. The joke doesn't land. I'm not going to repeat the joke, but it uses a word that um, is kind of, well, now considered offensive by most people towards uh, transgender people. And 
it isn't even a functional joke. It's just a pop culture reference with a word later ladled into it. Like it fucking sucks. Yeah. It's not funny. I'm not going to give them props for it. it. It's it's garbage. I don't say it's garbage because I'm super politically correct. If it was a funny joke, I would report at least what the joke was. Joke sucked. It was bullshit. This game it wasn't funny. You know, it wanted to be funny. It kind of occasionally did some funny things. Um, there were a couple jokes. That if, were good. if I would have played but, this just real quick, if I would have played this at the time, I yeah. would have thought they were talking about car parts because I would have been ten. ten. Yeah. And I'd have been like, I, I had no knowledge of any of that kind of humor or anything. And I'm not defending it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending no, it. No, I, I get that. Um, but hopefully, um, what I'm saying is like, hopefully jokes like that like would pass over the younger crowd. And us yeah, being older. If you're old enough to get the joke, you won't find it funny. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Because I, 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 I did not even see that billboard. I ran right past it. Um, it shows up again in the next I episode. had on, so like, I got curiosity stream i was watching uh biographics uh simon whistler shout out simon whistler on youtube he's the man cool, and cool. uh he had a promo code for whatever for curiosity stream and it was like yeah it's 14.99 for a year oh that's a really like, i've been interested in getting you know, curiosity stream because it kind of feels like what if that old school discovery channel history channel oh, type thing was i've like just been watching back in the heyday i've just been watching documentaries since it's been fun yeah um i've been learning a lot but i i had documentaries going and then i was playing duke so like i had duke's volume turned down most of the time and i really wasn't paying attention to the store i skipped through every bit of story did not give a flying fuck um because it's like i've never taken a duke nukem story seriously i just want to go in there and fuck around and shoot some pigs and kill some aliens very subtle joke no actually it's not subtle at all um but i appreciate the little like the pigs being cop looking like cops i'm i'm not saying that all cops are bad or anything like that but that's a like that's one of the things to me that it, that they they held on to through the games and i appreciate it because yeah. it's always made me giggle but it's not it's not an original joke to manhattan oh no 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 no, no it's no, a joke no. from duke nukem no, 3d yeah, yeah, yeah. so like i don't think you can give them oh a, i'm not giving this game I mean, in specific kept, credit i'm saying as the series like i'm glad that they held on to that and just kind of it's like the running joke yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Duke is never funny. I'm saying he's a little bit out of time, but even then he was always out of time. Like, in 1993, or 1994, I think, when Duke 3D came out, he was quoting a lot of 80s action movies. Yeah. He got, you know, famous for, like, Roddy Piper and... Well, uh, I think that's because J- J- he's, like, the spoof God, of that. What the... Yeah. yeah. He's he's supposed to come off as kind of, like, a goofy a guy who was raised by like corny action movies and like it works for him but i think that later on and this game doesn't do it as much but duke nukem forever will they like start to take it a little bit like less ironic whereas in duke nukem 2 for instance it literally says like duke had his oprah marathon interrupted and that's why he's getting out there to kill the aliens <laughs> you interrupted by oprah yeah yeah um... but like i mean the the, the but uh Okay, again, we're kind of getting into it. So when we get when you start this game off, it's kind of surprising how all right it feels, you know? Yeah, I mean, I like, enjoyed it at first. The uh, the you start off with a pistol and you get pipe bombs pretty early, and the pipe bombs are like I thought pretty fun, and they kind of cover for your inability to aim downward diagonally because they're they're like a grenade in this kind of game, but instead they have a verboten detonator, so you can throw one down, wait until the enemy's on it, and then kind of pop took, it. It took me and, longer uh, than I'd like to admit to realize that there were some sections where I'm like, I need to throw a pipe bomb to kill that enemy to get there. Uh, I'd be yeah. like trying to drop down and fire my shotgun at the same time, just what fucking happened. Yeah. I thought that felt good. And that, the shotgun, I thought, was... Uh, see, as a guy who plays a lot of classic FPS games, the shotgun is kind of what makes or breaks a classic FPS. You know what I mean? 
you got like a good feeling shotgun that really punches through enemies and it has a great sound to it and it works and in this game the shotgun takes down the basic enemy with one shot it feels like a shotgun when you first get started later on you kind of realize it doesn't disperse over range and it's just firing five pistol ammo at the same time and it starts to feel like kind of a hacked together thing but the sound still carries it it has a good feeling to it and i kind of love the fact that duke's mighty boot is in there just kicking dudes down and you even get extra health points for it so it's almost like hey they beat Do- uh, doom 2016 to the punch you kind of got your glory kill you recover health by killing with melee now i'm curious um did either of you have issues with the double jump yeah so the thing is i have kind of a rant about this one um, well, I said that platforming was janky, especially because of this. The first couple levels, you don't need the double jump, really. But the first level tells you about the double jump. And the level 1-2, basically, there's a jump that I felt like I needed to get. So I was, like, looking people up online, like, how come I can't do the double jump reliably? Because I was only getting it about 3% of the time. And I switched over my... Uh, people online were saying, switch to full screen. I tried that. didn't work. They were saying, turn on VSync. I didn't want to quit the game to mess with that, so I messed with the renderer instead. And switching over to OpenGL got it to where the double jump worked about 80% of the time. And this is just... I even told Nate, like, hey, I was talking to Nate about the double jump, and he's like, you don't be silly, there's not a double jump in the game! And as it turns out, yeah, uh, you just have to mess with the settings to get the double jump to even work. And this kills me because, uh, like, when you're programming a computer game, like, you do not want the display logic and the game internal game logic to be running in such a way that if the game's frame rate hiccups in any way, or it goes faster or slower than you expect, that it messes up the input and game processing logic. Like, I messed with a program called Pico 8. It's like a fantasy console. This, this is a big personal, like, talking about some bullshit. So you don't want to hear about stupid kind of indie game dev shit fast forward like 30 or 40 seconds. But like, um, even when you do the basic tutorials for Pico 8, which is a computer program that's designed to teach children how to make games in like this 80s computer style, uses the Lua language, which is like the basic stuff people use to make Roblox maps and stuff. And even every tutorial in that tells you to separate like the update loop and the actual drawing loop. To never have the drawing logic mess up, you know, go have to process before it can process the input. And this game is... It's obviously more complicated than a simple Lua game, but it absolutely kills me that they made such a, uh, what feels like a 101 level mistake as to have it not read your double jump because your frame rate didn't do what the game expected. Like, you're making a PC game and you have the most wide open platform where everyone's specs cannot be predicted, and yet you're still going to do something that hinges on that. That just seems so, I don't know, like, I've... I've, I, it's something I would expect from a 1993 game that shows up on the Game Empire CD-ROM shareware disc, not a game that was sold for reals monies. Yeah, for sure. Now, Nate, I know you also have your uh, your qualms with this game. If you'd like to uh, talk about the issue that you ran into. Well, I mean, first off, like I haven't got to talk about the game at all, all yet on this episode, so I think I'll start there. Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, so, first, I got in and started playing it, and I thought the game was actually pretty fun. Like, it controlled okay, it was a little janky, but otherwise okay, other than that double jump issue, which we worked through. Um, then just the weapons, like you guys were talking about, how there was the shotgun and the pipe bomb, those were a lot of fun to work with, and then eventually you get the uh, assault rifle, which I felt like was a downgrade from the shotgun, but that's I, okay. I agree. It feels a lot less ammo efficient, especially. Yeah, and so, but like the other thing I thought was pretty charming about the game was just duke himself with his stupid little quips like i remember a couple of them that really stuck out to me were when i first picked up the assault rifle, i was like 
life is like a box of ammo. <laughs> like the Forrest Gump's quote, like we're going and showing this game's age again. And then at one point I was jumping over cars and stuff and then Duke just like, what am I? A frog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good line there too. But then I got to the third stage of the first level. I was playing through it, doing just fine. Um, I got to this one area where there was this door I could go in, but there was just one of these drones following me. I was like almost dead at that point. I had like five health or whatever. So like I go into the door and I come back out. The drone's still there. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go back into the door. And I wait. And like, you think about how in most, a lot of video games, the enemies will despawn and spawn back up to their original starting location when you go through doors and things like that. This game, that's not the case. So the next time I walked out the door, it immediately killed me. But wait, hold on. It auto-saved, then immediately killed me. So then when the game reloaded back into, it reloaded to me walking out of the door and then immediately getting hit by this drone. Oh. I just sat there for five minutes watching that same scene happen over and over and over again. And I was like, oh, man. I'm completely soft-locked at this point. I'd have been infuriated, dude. I was. I stopped playing the game for two days at that point. I eventually found out that I could reload from the beginning of the third stage again, but I was already kind of irritated at it at that point. It was just a bad time right there. And it kind of was just like, honestly, a like preview of just kind of how janky the rest of the game would feel and then how bad controls started feeling the further you got into the game. Yeah, it, it, it was weird how the game, like... You know, most games evolve over the gameplay and stuff, but this pretty much just threw weapons at you. Like, that was the new stuff you got, was like a new gun, and most of them weren't as good as the shotgun. Like you said, the the machine gun was definitely worse than the shotgun. Like, 100%. At least the way I played, because it was like very yeah. run and gun. Um, yeah. Yeah, being soft-locked. I never quite got soft-locked, but I got to levels where I didn't know where the fuck to go. It's not very good at telling you what to do next like your your goal on every level is to find a key card save a babe that's strapped to a bomb yeah and like it, it for me i guess you know i probably fucked myself um because you can hear the girls screaming i was gonna mention that that's how i found some it was just about audio cues yeah that, that thought that was actually pretty good that helped me it was kind of like green stars in mario galaxy too you know you can kind of hear well, them seeing as i have my volume down watching documentaries Oh, out of my right that's eye. on you. That's on yeah, you. It was completely on yeah, me. That's... I, I agree. I completely agree. Um, but I just think that uh, some of the levels weren't very intuitive. That was the word I was looking for. Uh, to find your way I don't around. think the level design in general was really thought out at all. Yeah, and you know me. I'm the platformer guy. And when I play a video game that's platform-based, like this one kind of supposedly is, I kind of look at level design when I'm playing through those. And just the level design was not there. It was just... Kind of going random places, especially when you added the jetpack into the mix, which the jetpack yeah. is a whole other set of jank in itself. It doesn't work the way you would anticipate it works, and then it just randomly runs out of gas at some point. Like I don't remember there being any kind of signal telling you you were running low on fuel in um, the jetpack. In in the very bottom right corner, there was a bar that says J, and like literally that's it. It it would fill up and it would slowly go down and. I only noticed that because I was full screen and like it caught the corner of my eye, but like yeah, it was this little bar. I mean, little yeah. bar. Just Literally bar. never noticed it. <laughs> and if you hit the jump button because you were trying to go up instead of hitting the up arrow key or whatever, you would uh, cancel out of the jetpack and immediately fall. 
Yeah, and there were sections where it wasn't even like a well-designed like flying scene. It was just like, okay, you just have to fly over this wide gap you couldn't jump across to get to yeah. the next section of the level. But it wasn't signposted in any meaningful way. It was just a, all right, here's the jetpack for the sake of having a jetpack for you to fly over a giant cliff that we could have easily just made some platforms to get across. Right. Yeah, the jetpack sections, I agree. They they didn't there were no like fun jetpack related challenges you would do when you had the jetpack. It was just go up, go across, maybe pick up a couple of the hidden nukes which are collectible items and then land. That's it. Occasionally a there drone no... will be up there with you. <laughs> you might yeah, you might have to throw it. a pipe bomb. That's yeah. Um did either of you get to the subways? Yes. No. I got no, I okay. stopped after the second stage because like i i kind of wanted to stop after i beat the first boss of the game but i decided to press on i got to the second boss of the game and i just couldn't bring myself to play anymore but y'all want to talk about how bad that first boss is yeah the helicopter yeah tell me why that boss has more phases than a jrpg final boss and why none of them are fun uh the one where you're floating or you're just hanging onto the ladder after you beat it the first time was so stupid because it took me like i don't know five minutes to figure out that I did, needed to throw a pipe bomb to hurt it, but it was hurting me too. I don't know. It was dumb. You had to throw a pipe. I, see, what I had to do was wait for it to like crash into that building, and then the ladder kind of swung up, and then I was just able to keep shooting that spot with the gun. I never figured out the pipe bomb thing. Oh, I just kept throwing pipe bombs up. Oh, yeah. I got to the top of the ladder, threw the pipe bomb, slid down as fast as I could, and then detonated it. But so that's the third stage out of three. The first stage is it's just... A helicopter it flies by every now. It, it like flies to the side, throws shoots some rockets at you, flies by, and then there's one little section that's like right by the door that's vulnerable. So you just shoot it with your shotgun or whatever. Then it starts doing the annoying beat 'em up game thing where it's not even really a boss. It's just throwing a bunch of mooks at you with the power bar that covers all the mooks. So it's just shooting a bunch of like pig SWAT cops, and they come down. But it also has a machine happen. gun that it shoots at you while you do that. Yeah, so you shoot the machine gun so it can't turn and face you. And it's you feel like you've proven your point long before it's done throwing pig cops and machine guns at you. Yeah, for sure. And then you go into the the ladder bullshit. Yeah, like that, that fucking boss fight. But the best part about awful. the the best part about the ladder power, Nate, I think you you and I both win. So I don't know if you did, Dalton, but you know what happens if you lose on the ladder? No. If you die there, you go back to the start of the first phase of the boss fight. Oh god. Which you've already and when you both know that that boss fight takes about ten minutes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's overly long. It's clunky. It's tedious. It's like, and uh, why were they able to make better shoot 'em up platform style bosses back in the '80s with Contra than they do in this game? Because I'm convinced that this was a movie tie-in for a movie that never came out. But yeah, Contra. <laughs> because the whole time I'm playing this game, I'm like, why? Why am I not playing Contra? I could be playing Contra and having fun. Instead of playing a game where I can't aim on a diagonal. Um, I, uh, so there was a, a section later on in the subway that I wanted to bring up. Yeah, for one, I hated that fucking area. It was stupid. The whole thing. I, I hated the it. subway was basically a sewer level. Yeah. Like, it literally was an underground level, completely boring, no changes of scenery, underground monsters. It, it's a, it's a, And there were even, like, little part, pools of toxic sludge throughout the whole area. It's, a, it's a basically a sewer level. The most boring cliche in video games. And then guess what the next level is? It's literally a sewer level, y'all. And that's when I tapped out. Yeah, so if you make it to the end of the sewer levels, because I did get past them, there's a part where you drop down onto a moving train. Okay, I did finish the train. The train stage was actually kind of interesting. The next part is then you're on the moving train, and you have to run forward. And you have to jump or duck over these things. 
Now, it doesn't tell you to run forward. So I stood there on that fucking train for like 10 minutes just <laughs> doing gymnastics. Like, what the fuck? Why is this taking so long? So I started running forward and eventually got to the front of the train. Then it spawns the boss that's down there, which is... This is a terrible a boss. Giant this is ant. probably the worst boss I've ever fought in a video game. And it was pretty fucking dumb, dude. Like, you're on the back of the train and the, the ant giant ant queen thingy is running behind you. And it jumps on the back of the tram. Uh, I threw a bomb at it and it would blow up and fall off. And then it would chase up to the side of a train you then had to just move to the next train thing and it would knock the back of the train off and then it would jump on the back and i would hit it with a pipe bomb rinse and repeat till it was dead it was so fucking boring all the bosses in the game are like this they're either a thing that spawns enemies to do normal enemy attacks or it's a thing with a lot of hit points that does normal enemy attacks it sucks it was yeah bad. like the second boss of the game i remember getting to the one in chinatown i beat it just by ducking and shooting, it couldn't hit me if I was ducking. <laughs> the designs for God. the enemies in this game are very poor. Oh, man. And it feels like the further you get into it, too, and never debuts a new enemy, it kind of just... The enemy will shoot you when you're off stage from it if you're not, like, using the peek around function or whatever. So you're just kind of running forward, shooting, getting shot, and breaking even on health the whole time because you gain health from killing enemies and lose health from getting shot. And I feel like that really got bad in the Metro and Sewers. I feel I feel like if, if when I was younger, if I'd have played a demo of this and it was just the first level, you'd I'd be been, surprised. You think it looks good? Yeah, I'd be so stoked. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what they were banking on. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they made the beginning of it really good to grab those renters and fucking demo uh, players. I say renters, but it was on fucking PC, XBLA, and I don't know if you could do yeah. that. But like they wanted those demo players or maybe free like shareware. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then they just didn't give a fuck about the rest of it. I don't know. Like, I feel bad because I know there's like some listeners who really love Duke Nukem. But man, if you if you like if you really like Duke Nukem, then you might enjoy this. Um, if you're just like a casual fan of Duke Nukem, like me, this game's not great. It's not great. Yeah. If you want to, if you really love Duke Nukem and you think you'd enjoy a kind of pla action platformer that isn't doing very much but has your favorite character in it, I would say go for it. But I just can't recommend this game to the general public. And even if I could, why would I? Because it's a 20-year-old budget game. Like, real games have been made since then. Indie games have been made since then. G games that try to do their own thing on purpose have been made since then. This game is unnecessary. Yeah, pretty much. I, uh, I gave it a 4.5. Like, because I enjoyed the beginning of it. But, uh, it, dude, it started at like a 7. Or like See, that's eight. where I was too, man. Like when I first started playing those first cells, I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually a good video game. This is going to get a seven from me. The more I played it, the lower it went. And especially when I hit that soft lock that I hit, that struck two points immediately from it. Then the more I think about the poor platforming, the poor boss designs, everything like that, this game went from almost getting a seven from me to getting a three. A three, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a four for it, man. I mean, I can't say I hate this game. I just don't see any reason for there to be this game. It's not interesting enough to get a score less than a three. It's not good enough to get a score more than a five. It's it 
it doesn't try to do a lot of things and it doesn't care if it succeeds at them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a budget game. It was not made with care and love. It was not made because it was someone's dream game. It was made to go, hey, we've got a new Duke Nukem full FPS coming out with a lot of hype behind it. Let's see if we can cash in on people being hungry for that one to come out. Like, it's the, ma- the maestro of is, mediocrity. Yeah. I, so I'm going to go with a four because, again, it... It doesn't do any of the gameplay stuff that... I mean, okay, some of the stuff was okay. The beginning of the game, it felt good when you get started. But you will not play two levels and not find the game where it gets welcomed out, is all I'm saying. You will not be three levels deep and be like, man, I can't wait to see where this goes next. You will be like, I wonder if the save feature works so I can go make a sandwich. And I want to point out that, like, last night, just to see what the rest of the game was like, I popped on God Mode and just started running through the levels. And it... I gave up. The game was so long that even with God mode, I could not die. I gave the fuck up on beating it. I was like, nah, I'm wasting time. Like, so I don't know. But the good news is, gentlemen, we can go back to playing Fallout now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I, is good I, news. I have a feeling that all three of us have been playing Fallout more than Duke Nukem this week. <laughs> I haven't done as much Fallout as you would think. I'm still pretty far back into the game. Yeah, I wish I'd have gotten more in, but that's okay. We'll get more in this week. Yeah. We can talk about Fallout on the Fallout episode. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, man. All right. What is this? Uh, I think this is housekeeping time. You you agree? All right. Feels good to me. Let's keep that house, baby. If you would kindly... Uh, what is it? What is it from Bioshock? Would you kindly? Would, would, would you, you kindly, kindly uh, pop over to iTunes, give us a five star review uh, that helps that helps us tremendously as far as um, reaching new listeners that might it might pop up in places that they're searching for things. Um, all of that funny algorithm mumbo jumbo jazz. Uh, head over to the Steam Machine Podcast.wordpress.com and you can check out the array of buttons that i've created for you to click there's a merch button uh there is a link to my twitch which has been pretty inactive since i started working sorry about that um there is a link to the discord come join the discord um we let people vote on the games each week um yeah i say each week sometimes the polls last a little longer than a week it kind of depends on how long the game is yada 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 come join the discord um come hang out with us share memes Maybe play some No Man's Sky sometime. Like, just come hang out. It's gonna, it's a, it's a good time in there. Um, it's becoming like more people are starting to join and like people are talking in there. So it's, it's been a cool, it's been real cool. Um, I do want to also real quick say that I released a new musical record. I don't know why I just said that in such a weird cadence, but. <laughs> It um, sounds like you just released an album of show tunes, my dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, it's uh, Suter sings the hits. <laughs> uh, goddamn, make myself laugh. What the fuck? Um, but yeah, I, I released a new album. It's called Weird Right Out the Womb, which is a uh, something. It was a, a honestly, it was a conversation between me and my mom one day. And uh, I'm, I don't remember exactly what the conversation was. I was like, well, I guess I've just been weird right out the womb. But it involved your mom's yeah, I was womb. like, I guess, I guess I've just been weird right out the womb, huh? And I went, oh, next album title. And I went and, and made a note of it and did it. Um, I, I was actually, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit this on the show. So I was working on two albums at once. Um, one was like weird right out the womb. And the other one was um, called How the Fuck Do We End Up in Space? Or something like that. I don't remember exactly. It might have been a galactic space travesty. I don't remember exactly what the name of it was. 
Um, but I ended up cannibalizing some of that album to put onto Weird Without, Right Out the Womb because it just flowed better. Um, so some of the songs on this album are going to have guitar loops and things like that that I've never really used before. So that'll be interesting. I also nice. put my own voice instead of keyboarding up some voices. Uh, I put my own voice onto this one. Um, it's heavily altered, but you'll get to hear me uh, darkly say uh, a magic spell. We'll put it that way. Um, anyway, uh, that's pretty much all my bullshit. So, uh, Nate, if would you like to plug your Twitch, good sir? Yeah, come follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash turtlebearman. been playing my retro games. Um, hopefully going to be beating Blaster Master on my next stream, but Woo. you might be too late to hear that, to watch that one by the time this episode comes out. Um, other than that, I've been toying with the idea of doing some speed runs, so we'll see if I ever get around to actually getting the gumption to do that. And then follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash turtlebearman. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And uh, Willie, would you like to plug your stuff, even though you you really don't use it much? Not okay. really. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Ryan. Um, he hey. is back in uh, training to become a referee for wrestling, like a wrestling referee. That's oh sweet. wow! And I believe like professional awesome. or high school or what? Oh, oh no, no, like pro wrestling. Like, I, I believe okay. uh, he was refing his first match tonight. So nice. As wow. we record this, so I hope that that went well for you, brother. If you're listening to this, and uh, as Vince McMahon would say, we wish you well in all your future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> I love He's you, man. The future little Nate. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, he said. His trainer told him that he wants him to referee the main event of WrestleMania one day, and like uh, I was Hell like, yeah. yeah, man, go for the fucking reach for the stars, bro. Yeah, so that's cool. I uh, I really, I really hope that Next works out. Next up in this bitch. Go get him, man. Right? I think that's awesome. Right? It's like, dude, then then you can get me tickets. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want to be one of those guys. Uh but it made me it made me miss Fest, uh, which is the the wrestling thing we me and him used to work on the ring crew for in Gainesville. And then I read that they're uh, they're doing another show later this year, so I'm glad that they're still around. So I might actually pop over there and see Sweet. that. Um but yeah. Uh shout out to him. And while I'm thinking about it, I do not believe that he's got it up yet but uh one of our new members there's pills in oh my god <laughs> blue chew not a sponsor um <coughs> but we did do the free curiosity stream earlier yeah but so. they, they deserve it like i i really enjoy that plus any any excuse for me yeah. to tell people to go i'm actually learn interested. some shit like <laughs> i'm all about learning some shit um our one of our new members to the discord uh dark aries is uh starting like inspired by the show and wants to is starting up his own blog about uh, going through his backlog and doing ratings and reviews and things like that. It's going to be called Revival and Extinction. And I don't know when he's going to release that, but I just wanted to give a shout-out. So I will update you um, whenever it's up and running, when he's got his website up and going sweet and all name, that. Sweet name, by the way. And yeah, sweet name. Uh, but I just wanted to give a shout-out, man, because uh, he's been pretty active in the Discord, and uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate the activity, for Hell sure. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, is there anything else? I'm good, man. Then I bid you good luck in the wasteland. Uh, the capital wasteland, even. Damn, I should have called it by the right name the first time. That would have been a sweet ending. Oh, well. There, the brothers of destruction. Red Roach bastards are going to pay for wrecking my capital. Those bastards are going to pay. Hey, that actually, <laughs> that actually wasn't half bad. 
Got better. You got better yeah. that time. Uh, they are the Brothers of Destruction, Nate and Willie. I am Dalton. As always, guys, take it easy. <laughs>